Hey everyone, this is Dr. Nick Hoffman at the Marist School. Welcome to Tales from the Social Studies Department, the podcast where the students tell you the stories that they wish were on the curriculum. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Nick Hoffman at the Marist School. Welcome to Tales from the Social Studies Department, the podcast where the students tell you the stories that they wish were on the curriculum. babies, or a certain gender. Serial killers usually kill multiple people with no motive, and they have predictable behavior patterns. Some well-known ones include Junie Bueno, Kristen Gilbert, and Dorothy Puente, which I'll talk about throughout this podcast. And when I think about serial killers, usually I think of Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer, who are both men, but there are also a lot of women serial killers too. So before I share some of them and the interesting stories from these women serial killers in the U.S., there's some interesting research that I found about the topic. Um, Data shows that the most common way these women kill is by poisoning, usually arsenic poisoning. And the biggest reason most of these women kill is for um, a financial gain and falling right behind, that is power-seeking control. So now I'm going to tell um, a few of the stories of different women that I chose. Um, so the first one is Judy Bueno, and in 1998, she was convicted of murdering her husband, her boyfriend, and her son. In her early life, she was supposedly abused by her father, and stepmother who didn't feed her and treated her like a slave. She was 14 when she was sent to prison for hurting um, her family. After she was released, she went to a reform school and graduated in 1960. Um, She then gave birth soon after to her son, Michael, about a year after that. And she was married to her husband who died due to what she called natural causes, until um, the police figured out she'd killed him. Um, Judy was giving her husband, James, vitamins that actually had arsenic in them, and soon after he died, she moved in with Bobby Joe Morris in 1978. She got her name, Buyeno, from the year um, after this, and she chose it because it means a good year. Um, Her son also died after he started getting symptoms from paraplegia, and then in 1980, Judy took her son out in a canoe, and he fell from all of the weight of, like, all the braces and things he was wearing and ended up drowning. He also had a boyfriend after that named John Gentry, whose car exploded, and then he later died from arsenic poisoning. After they figured out all these murders were because of her, um, she was executed in Florida. And the interesting thing is that after every death, she received a lot of life insurance money um, from them all. So that kind of goes to show that data that I found earlier um, that it's right. So another one of the serial killers who has an interesting story is Kristen Gilbert. She was born in 1967 in her 
In her early teen years, family and friends realized she had a tendency of lying and made numerous violent threats after she enrolled in college at Bridgewater State College. She had a fake suicide attempt and was sent to a psychiatric center. She then transferred colleges and graduated in nursing. Um, she helped work with war veterans and some people who worked with her named her the Angel of Death. However, some people realized the large number of deaths under her watch and tried reporting her for an unusual amount of cardiac arrest deaths. She then sent a bomb threat to try to end the investigation and went to trial for that threat. She was convicted in 1998 and she was found responsible for over 350 deaths and a lot of emergencies in the Virginia hospital. The prosecutor in her case said that she did this to get her boyfriend, James Peralt's attention, who was working with her at the time. And she first was using a kitchen knife and then tried poisoning um, some of her victims. She also removed a patient's breathing tube. And before, when she worked um, at like home health aid, she scalded a handicapped child with hot water. So he received the death penalty, but then only got sentenced to life in prison. Um, the next women serial killer I'm going to talk about is Dorothy Puente. As a child, her parents were both alcoholics, and her dad continuously threatened to kill himself in front of his kids. Her father ended up dying from tuberculosis, and her mother died the year after in a motorcycle accident. She ended up going to an orphanage where she was sex sexually abused, and a few years later, she married a soldier, Fred McFall. She had two children, sent one to relatives, and put the other up for adoption. He left her after she had a miscarriage. And after the divorce, she was caught using forged checks to buy um, some, like, women's accessories. And she left Riverside, where she was, and married a merchant, Axel Bren Johansson, in San Francisco. So, after this, she created a fake persona named Tia Singola Niarda. And she said she was from Muslim descent and got sent to jail. In 1960, for operating a brothel and spent 90 days in jail. Her husband sent her to the hospital for being an alcoholic, and they said she was a pathological liar. Um, her and her husband soon divorced, and then she used another persona and called herself Sharon, a nice Christian woman. She married her next husband, Rebecca. Roberto Jose Fuente in 1968, and they had a lot of issues. Um, he ended up fleeing to Mexico, and she still used his last name her 20 years after their divorce. So she now focused her time on running a boarding house um, in Sacramento. So she helped alcoholics, homeless people, and people who were mentally ill, and she also started to focus on Sacramento's Hispanic community, where she helped raise money and wanted to raise her public figure. In 1978, she was convicted for illegally cashing 
um, 34 state and federal taxes that belonged to her tenants. And in 1982, a lady, Ruth Monroe, started to live with Puente, but she suddenly died of a drug overdose. Um, a 74-year-old Malcolm McKenzie said Puente would drug him and take stuff, so she then got sentenced to five years in prison. Um, after that, she met Everett Gilmouth, and they bonded and started making wedding plans, and she then asked a man, Ismael Flores, in 1985 to help her install some things for her house. She asked him to build a box, which was soon to be a coffin, where she put Gilmouth in and killed him. And she ended up killing nine people. Most of the victims had been drugged until they overdosed and wrapped them up for a backyard burial. And she tried running away to Los Angeles but got caught. And she ended up dying in prison from natural causes in 2011. So that was very interesting. Um, now we're going to move on to the next story. I think this one is a really good one. Um, Nanny Doss was another famous serial killer. She was born in 1905 in Alabama. And she was one of five children. Her father was controlling and very abusive, and he would make the children work on farms and not let them go to school um, to get an education. And if you can tell from the past few stories in this one, it seems like a lot of the um, women serial killers I've talked about have had a traumatic childhood, um, which could cause them to maybe have some issues later on. So... Um, when she was seven, she hit her head on the train and ended up suffering from serious injuries, including long-lasting headaches and depression. So they blamed some of her mental um, issues and on this accident. At the age of 16, she got married to her first husband, which is really young. Um, his name is Charles Braggs, and they married in 1921. Which is weird to think that she got married at 16, that's like how that would be like a sophomore in high school which is definitely weird to think of um she didn't want to marry him but her father forced her to and nanny had four daughters with him in the span of four years she became very stressed taking care of them all which is very understanding and these kids which it's expected since there were so many in such a little amount of time um, she ended up starting drinking and smoking as a way to cope with her stress and ended up um, being addicted. So the couple were really off and on in arguments. And in 1927, Nanny lost her two middle children because of food poisoning. And um, soon after, Braggs took his first daughter and left. Nanny got a job in a cotton mill to support her only child now, Florine. Um, Bragg soon took the oldest daughter back in 1928, but they ended up getting divorced because he was afraid of her. And she married her second husband, Robert Franklin Harrelson. They got married in 1929 and lived in Jacksonville with their now um, two daughters only. Robert was an alcoholic and known for assault, but surprisingly, the marriage still lasted for about 16 years. 
Melvina, the oldest daughter, soon um, later had her own two children, and the second baby died soon after it was born, and Melvina swore that she saw Nanny stick a pin in the baby's head. So, the sad parents um, ended up splitting, and um, Melvina started to date a soldier. So she went to go visit her dad as she was in a big fight with her mom, and her oldest son, Robert, died while Nanny was taking care of him in July 1945. They said the death was asphyxia, and Nanny collected life insurance money for the death. Um, this goes along with the theme of these women serial killers wanting money. So in 1945, Harrelson was partying um, after Japan surrendered to end World War II, and he was really drunk and raped Nanny. Nanny couldn't handle it anymore, so she took the whiskey bar, um, the whiskey bottle he was drinking from, and put rat poisoning in it, and he ended up dying um, soon after. Nanny met her third husband. She had gone through a lot of men, and his name was Arlie Lanning. She married him after three days of knowing him. And he was a strong alcoholic. He soon died of what they say is heart failure, and the house they lived in was supposed to go to Lanning's sister. But the house out of nowhere burned down, and all of the insurance money went to Nanny. It seems to me like most of these women so far have motive for money, and Lanning's mother ended up dying in her sleep, which was actually Nanny, and she left soon after to go to her sister Dovey's house. Um, very soon after she moved in with Dovey, she also died. How coincidental. Um, once again, she wants another husband. The new victim was Richard L. Morton. They got married in 1952, which, let's keep in mind, all of this is over a really short speed of time. Um, they now lived in Kansas, and he was very adulterous. She poisoned her mother, Louisa, who came to visit her and her husband. Um, guess what? Another husband, Samuel Doss. They lived in Oklahoma and got married in 1953. The September after they got married, he had to go to the hospital because he wasn't feeling good and ended up having severe digestive tract infection. And he died seven days after he got out of the hospital because Nanny ended up killing him. Um, she wanted life insurance money, and the sudden death made his doctor question the cause. So he did an autopsy, and they found a lot of arsenic in his system, and they ended up arresting Nanny. So she ended up confessing how she killed four of her husbands, her mom, sister, grandson, and mother-in-law. The really interesting part is that the state did not give her the death penalty um, due to her gender which I didn't know that was a thing. And she actually ended up dying from leukemia. So that is the end of the story. So this is the end to this week's episode, and I hope you enjoyed. Um, yeah, thank you. Tales from the Social Studies Department is a podcast of the Marist Podcasting Experiment and executive produced by Dr. Nick Hoffman. All views expressed herein 
are the views of the podcaster and not of Marist School, Dr. Hoffman, or the Social Studies Department at Marist School. Thank you. Tales from the Social Studies Department is a podcast of the Marist Podcasting Experiment and executive produced by Dr. Nick Hoffman. All views expressed herein are the views of the podcaster and not of Marist School, Dr. Hoffman, or the Social Studies Department at Marist School. Thank you.